0: Welcome to our new micro-podcast series, where authors answer four questions provided by the Journal of Neurophysiology's Editor-in-Chief, Professor Nina Ramirez. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, your host, and I hope you enjoy this new series. Sit back, relax, and take a listen.
1: Hello, my name is Dr. Jennifer Jacoby, and I'm the Principal Investigator of the Healthy Exercise and Aging Lab at the University of British Columbia, Okanagan, in Kelowna, B.C. I'm here today with Dr. Jane Kalmar, who's a professor at Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo, Ontario, as well as Mr. Elijah Haynes, a recently graduated master's student from my lab. Welcome, everyone.
0: Thank you, Jen. Today we're discussing a recently published article in the Journal of Neurophysiology, a systematic review of how cannabinoids affect motor neuron output. As someone who studies motor neuron properties and spinal mechanisms of movement control, I was intrigued about the opportunity to be a committee member for Elijah's project. Alpha motor neurons are the cells in the spinal cord whose job it is to activate our muscle fibers to produce movement. We've known for a long time now that spinal motor neurons receive input from many sources, including the brain and sensory receptors from our limbs, And that the integration and the propagation of these signals by motor neurons can be shaped by biochemical signals, some that are intrinsic to our bodies and some extrinsic, for example, by pharmaceuticals. And uh, it was interesting to see a master's student try to investigate the interplay between cannabinoids and motor neuron physiology. So what motivated you to undertake this project, Elijah?
2: Um, Well, there were a few contributing factors. For starters, I began my master's program at UBC Okanagan in January of 2020 to study motor neuron behavior. And not long after beginning my program, campus was on full-blown COVID lockdown. So I no longer had access to a physical research space in which to conduct my project. Uh, Dr. Jacoby and I had had a few conversations about the potential for certain prescription drugs to act as neuromodulators in the spinal cord and how they could possibly have an influence on movement control in certain populations, like older adults.
0: So so when did the idea of studying cannabinoids come up?
2: Uh, Well, in 2018, Canada legalized cannabis nationwide. So cannabis-impaired driving was a hot topic at the time that I was trying to figure out what I would do for my thesis project. I thought that if cannabis is being investigated for its effects on motor vehicle control, then someone would have at some point studied its effects on just human movement in general, as well as spinal mechanisms of movement control. After a few preliminary searches of the literature, I was surprised to come up with only a few articles on the topic. And it was at that point that we considered that a more strategic approach uh, might identify more studies.
1: Elijah? Elijah? We determined that a review project was something that you could work on from home. And that was necessary given the uncertainty around the lockdown and lab testing being unavailable. What was some of the stress around completing your thesis project during the pandemic? Was it high? Was it low? What'd you feel?
2: Uh, yeah, it was definitely high just adding on to the uh, general COVID stress, but doing the project, um, the review project did give me some flexibility and and uh, alleviated some of that.
0: (laughs) I can only imagine. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your main findings,
2: Elijah? Absolutely. It's a very detailed review, so I'm going to try to give uh, my best attempt at a high-level overview of what we found. So first, there was a lot of learning that happened in the initial stages. Uh, For example, when we began to structure our search strategy, we needed to find keywords and subject headings Uh, for cannabinoids. And in doing so, we uncovered that the word cannabinoids is actually a pretty loaded term. Researchers have used it to describe compounds uh, that make up the endocannabinoid system like anandamide, as well as compounds from cannabis plants, uh, the phytocannabinoids. These are THC and CBD. There's also hundreds and hundreds of synthetic cannabinoids with various chemical structures, and they've all been engineered for uh, different research and commercial purposes. So the funny thing is, the funny thing about cannabinoids is that the term can actually describe uh, compounds that interact with the CB1 and CB2 receptors as either agonists or antagonists, as well as the plant-based cannabinoids that, and some of which have very little reactivity with cannabinoid receptors, uh, like CBD, for example. Um, altogether, the, this uh, this broad definition of the Uh, of cannabinoids makes the body of literature on cannabis and cannabinoids extremely diverse.
1: That's interesting. And I remember we had several discussions about what the motor neuron literature would be that we were searching for. Um, Now, motor neurons start in the spinal cord as Dr. Kumar already identified, but their axons extend quite far into the periphery in order to innervate muscles all over the body. Now this suggests that cannabinoids could have an effect at several different sites along the motor neuron. Can you talk to us about that?
2: That's right. Um, It could have an effect at several different sites and that's why we opted to take a broad perspective on motor neuron physiology and specifically attempt to identify any studies that administered uh, uh, some type of cannabinoid and then uh, measured virtually any kind of data that would be related to motor neuron behavior So we have everything from ventral root recordings to uh, motor neuron membrane potential recordings, as well as electromyography and reflex studies in the review. In total, we managed to find 23 studies that met our inclusion criteria. And we brought together research from a few diverse areas of neuromuscular physiology. We found a few studies that looked at the effects of cannabinoids on central pattern generators. These are the cellular components that uh, drive cyclical movement to motor neurons, So these would be um, the mechanisms behind movements like walking or running. And there was also some evidence that CB1 agonists could increase the frequency of cyclical motor neuron output and that CB1 antagonists had the opposite effect, uh, slowing down this movement pattern. We also found some research to suggest that THC, which is the main psychoactive component of cannabis, uh, can reduce reflexive uh, feedback to the motor neuron pool and this could have an influence on posture and balance in humans. Some areas of research, like research on cannabinoids at the neuromuscular junction, contained a variety of conflicting reports. Uh, we also noticed several instances where studies reported that changing the dose of a cannabinoid could drastically alter the effect of that cannabinoid, and in some instances completely reverse the effect.
0: That's really interesting, and as a neuromuscular physiologist, I think Jen and I can both agree that the studies in this review provoke a number of interesting questions as to how uh, cannabis and cannabinoid compounds might influence movement control at the human level. It seems like there are probably some opportunities in this area for uh, translational studies to pick that question apart.
2: Yeah, there definitely are. Uh, Providing a basis for future research on cannabis and spinal mechanisms of movement control was one of our primary goals in undertaking this review.
1: You know, that's really interesting, because the method of doing a systematic review has historically and typically been applied to health research. Um, It's not as often applied to answer basic science questions. People might find it interesting to know that scoping reviews, which is the systematic review framework that we applied, could also be highly, uh, highly applicable to basic science.
2: That's right. Uh, The rigid format of traditional systematic reviews is often too demanding for bodies of literature in the basic sciences, because models and techniques that are used um, tend to be very diverse. Uh, And for a systematic review, you need similarity in order to perform meaningful statistical analyses of results and to uh, interpret findings. On the other hand, a scoping review um, can be highly appropriate for basic sciences because the systematic search strategy involves an in-depth scan of the literature on a given topic, but then uh, the the strategy of doing a thematic analysis enables researchers to identify commonalities among findings, as well as gaps in literature that can be used to inform future research. Uh, Speaking of future research, cannabinoids and more generally cannabis and its derivatives offer us a number of uh, interesting scientific avenues to explore. The general interest among the general public is high, uh, pun intended, and public discourse on this topic is quite rich and has been accelerated in recent years by social media. Use of cannabis and cannabinoid medications is still controversial in many contexts, and it can be difficult to get to the truth about the negative or positive effects of cannabis. Circling back to the original motivation for this project, I would like to see more physiological research around motor control and cannabis intoxication in humans, as the human studies uh, that we identified on this literature or in this review were by far the least abundant.
1: You know, Eli, I think those are great points, but we also observed some gaps in the literature on cannabinoids and neuromuscular physiology. Where do you think, where could we go as far as the mechanistic literature uh, on this topic?
2: Uh, Our review found that most of the confusion in the literature about endocannabinoid signaling and the effects of exogenous cannabinoids revolved around the neuromuscular junction of skeletal muscles. Beyond simply uh, uh, enhancing our general knowledge about cannabinoid signaling, more mechanistic research in this area in particular would further our understanding of how antispastic cannabinoid medications work.
0: Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Journal of Neurophysiology and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the Journal of Neurophysiology's homepage.